important podcast about hair? Question mark. Featuring Ryan Teal and Stephen Adams as your co-hosts. Let's begin. We're recording. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? Welcome. Is this like your office? Um, this is actually what I call Lenny's Playhouse. It is a back room that I have um, in the salon that is just my idea place. Like if I, if I give you a little quick tour, it's, yeah. oh, there's my babies, my staff. There's all the places we've been. These are my girlies. That was a perm I just uh, launched on how to teach. These are some of my uh, projection heads on placement. These are just, this is Lenny's Playhouse. And the coolest thing that just happened to me I just had a famous artist. Can you see that? I got it pointed at, at Paul. Oh, yeah. Her name is uh, Bonita uh, LeBlanc. And I just am doing her hair because she's in town uh, for a gallery exhibit. And uh, she sold her John Lennon to Yoko Ono. So she's oh, just wow. telling the story. So I almost didn't make the cut on time. Oh, because, wow. And she gave me that painting. <laughs> oh, seriously? Cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Ita. LeBlanc. So cool. Yes. All right. Well, welcome to a super important podcast about hair. We have Ryan Teal with us and myself, Stephen, and our guest today is uh, Lenny King, longtime educator for Paul Mitchell and salon owner and just awesome all-around guy. So, um, how do we want to start this one today, Ryan? Uh, you're usually the instigator of like trouble. <laughs> let's say it first, let's say it first uh, Lenny, why don't you give us a little history? I mean, the, uh, the last time I think I saw you personally was in San Diego. We were on stage for the first time together trying out for the pack team, which I didn't make, so I, and I got my panties in a wad, so I had to leave. Um, well, that was, <laughs> I didn't make it that day either. That's been 20 years. Oh, no joke, man. No, and you look fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Ridge. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm in my 60s now. But um, uh, what I found out about, um, you know, doing the show circuit and traveling a lot was you got to come home. And when you come home, you, what are you doing for, you know, to build up your guest list? I mean, it, it was great traveling and having all that um, opportunities with the, with the brand and with the company. But when you get off the plane and you come home, I, I came into a place where I was not recognized by my own team, by yeah. my you know, uh, a lot of my clients had left. And then I had to rebuild. So um, I'd like to talk about what it's like after life after the road. You know. All right, there we go. I was gonna say Ryan's on the road. You're after the road, and I'm like in between. Yeah. Uh. But you're still, you're still working in a salon as well. You still have a guest list, yeah, right? Oh. No, not at all. I'm full time. Full time education. All right. Yeah, I taught 700 classes last year. I was on the road 42 weeks. I remember those 40 weeks in a 52-week year. I had a couple yeah. of those. But after uh, 15 years with the brand, um, that, that's how a lot of people know me. But before the brand, I was, um, I'm just one of those guys that love every aspect of this industry. So, you know, when, when um, uh, fantasy competitions first started, I entered fantasy competitions. So I, um, I did a lot of first uh, – I entered a lot of – where you have to make your own prosthetic molds and things. And so I traveled to New York, did some of the national shows there, did a lot of the statewide fantasy shows. And, um, you know, I, I won a bunch of awards. It was a lot of fun. But then it was like, what's next? 
Well, then a friend of mine saw my portfolio and said, why don't you uh, try out for a new TV show they're doing at Universal called All That. It's uh, like sketch comedy, like Saturday Night Live for kids. So I jumped on that, sent in my resume, did everything. Next thing I know, I'm working on an uh, ace-nominated kid show. Oh, nice. Nominated kid I show. About this. I, a guy called Win Flayball while I was doing some uh, non-product classes um, for Kitty Victor and uh, uh, Beverly Kilmer. And they were non-product at the time it was what was the name of that it was called uh salon alliance uh, uh corporation nasb national alliance of salon professionals and i was like this is great i worked for Fermisi as a platform artist for a while you know that was a lot of fun but it then i got stolen by colorly and that was a lot of fun now i thought you know what i really don't want to be a product prostitute i really would just love to just do hair do education so i signed up with beverly kilmer who was a good friend of Win Claybaugh's and Kitty Victor. And from there, the, they were like, you need to go for a company. You need to work for a company. And they signed me up with uh, Paul Mitchell because they were just getting a color line. And color line will be under my fingernails for the rest of the time. So that's my history, quick and painless. Nice. And, and now, now I'm back in the salon being revived after first walkout a couple of years ago. You know, I've been 27 years in the business salon owner and 37 as a hairdresser. And uh, in my 60s, like I said, and I just see all these uh, relevant guys like, you know, L.B. Mulcahy and all these older gen that just have so much. They've forgotten more than these influencers will ever learn. So I, I feel like I'm in good company with some of the old, old school, the old guard, if you will. And um, just like I said, with Lenny's Playhouse, getting back into education, I just started doing some um, independent classes once a month at the salon because I figured, hey, I'm training my salon. Uh, at least uh, twice a month, so why not invite others in? And as you can see, I'm a little stocked up on my manis. Oh, uh, nice. I got to keep it going for 150 bucks. You come in, you get me from uh, like 10 till four. Uh, you get a mannequin. I, I give you a little nosh for breakfast. I give you a little lunch, and then we knock out some. And I can show you some afterwards if you want to see. But I like doing exercises with some of the young ones because. This is not a, uh, what do you call it? A, um, this is a contact sport. Here's a contact. And I say doing it live with me is better than a YouTube mini. Mm -hmm. so, oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I was going to say, actually, our last podcast with Adam Federico, we talked about that a lot. It was just, mm -hmm. you want to be in it. You want to be like dealing with, uh, have your hands in the hair, have your hands doing whatever practice that you're doing. These kids do treat you it like more. You can't learn by a video. Video is inspiration. No, absolutely. That's to inspire you to do. But once the, once the hands do, then you're in good shape. So yeah. can you tell folks, oh, this is pretty awesome that I get to talk with you guys. I love your show. I can't watch all of them because sometimes, you know, they're 40 minutes and, you know, <laughs> I'm in out, you know, running in the back room. But I, when I see you guys are on, I absolutely love seeing what you got going. All your travels, going to, um, you know, working with the Rojo and, uh, and also with uh, Ryan and his travels too. It, it's pretty cool. And I'm not so much into the traveling anymore, but I've got 4,000 square feet of playhouse here. So my whole- you, How big is your salon? 4,000? 4,000 square feet. I'm in just a little, this is my playhouse. It's just a little tiny back room. Um, you know, I keep my- uh, my Yeah. You got everything back there. Manny's. Uh, where I'll color the hair black and leave little holidays and stuff and make them have to go through. 
And what we've been doing is uh, trying out different uh, product companies and their removers. So this is a whole little series on which ones work better. You know, does a Joico work, work better? Does, you know, is it a color balancing situation? Is it, so, you know, you can see. That's, that pretty, that's pretty awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. Have you gone, have, I'm curious, uh, have you ever been to the American Board Certified Colorist ed Education? You know, I never, um, I never went and got, got through that because for 15 years, I mean, I've only been retired from uh, the brand for, uh, this is my start of my fifth year, I think was um, November. And I wanted to be a rock star, so I traveled around playing in some bands, some, <laughs> some Irish bands and some, and uh, it was a goal to go to Scotland and play. And it was a goal to have a CD, you know, when you're busy. I think <laughs> We're on Spotify, we're on Amazon. McIntyre is the name. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, a rock star. That was a lot of fun. So four yeah. years, that's on his focus on Irish yeah. music. Well, maybe, maybe stop you here now. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe next year I'll have you as a, see if I can have you as a guest. If I, if that is, if they'll let me come and teach again next year. We'll <laughs> see. And then if I do, then I can have you come in as a guest and just come and check it out because it's a cool experience because ABCH is all about non-product and a lot and Andre who started it is all he ever does is test like every product line and every color and every color remover and every bleach and does science experiments with them to how they work just like what you're talking about so I'm like you'd totally dig it oh gosh I love that I actually am not allowed in Home Depot anymore because I they, they caught me stealing swatches at all the <laughs> paint swatches at all the different places and i've actually uh, created a system for um it's patented as well um for color placement but how to how to make colors just like the the um the machine at at um, home depot and how it can take any color and look at it and know what part it needs you know really? to create those salmons and corals and things like that and it's it's a system it's an educational system it's not a tool but it's just working with um, knowing knowing the colors, knowing how to get there, and it's didn't come from hair. It actually came from six years of being an art major. So I put that together and I teach that in my class. That's really freaking cool. Make them do you know all the triadics, all the split complementaries, all the analogous. Come up with those color schemes by taking all those swatches and I just throw them on the table and and make them go fish. You know, like playing cards. You know, it's always been about fun for me. If it's not fun, I'm not doing. It. So, <laughs> oh yeah. So, so, so oh, go ahead, you, Brian. I have a question. Have a question that, that kind of leads a little bit into business. You know, Lenny. I mean, you've always kind of been. You know, as long as I've known you, you've been like like super into art and like you're a musician and you were saying that you know you uh, come from an art background. Mm -hmm. And then you said that when you came back uh, from being on the road, you. Um, your staff didn't really know who you were. Blah 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 blah. Um, yeah. How are you able, or is it you, um, who is able to manage, you know, because you have an artistic background, how is it that, that you're able to switch into that more of the, the right brain In, to get back running to business. a business? Yeah. Well, I always say it this way. I have a wonderful wife. Uh, we're celebrating 40 years. We've been together for 40 years. Oh, wow. And she manages, and I manufacture. Okay. Now, because the business i'm able to direct 
what my needs are regarding uh, software, what, what my needs are as far as the numbers that I need to know. And it, it truly is about um, having to rethink the change that's happening in our industry. So we got a great um, touchscreen with uh, shortcuts. They've done so much for us as far as the marketing um, going out there. But what I've learned from the artistic side is it's a social industry, but it's not social looking at a screen. Um, talking with a guy who's probably one of the, my uh, dear mentors, he's a, um, uh, an account manager. And he said, you know, there's people that are Insta famous, but they're not Insta successful. They're not Insta rich. They might get picked up. They might get some sponsorship. But the thing is, he asked me with all of your social media work that you do, how many new clients does it bring in? And I, I've got a lot of hairdressers on my page. I have a lot of people that I, uh, you know, am in um, contact with through that, but it's truly the social interaction that's been lost. I had to get back out and go to the chamber meetings. You know, there's not a hairdresser in the morning that goes to a networking. Oh, yeah. They don't get up to go do those things. Not so I had to back on the road, take off my rock star, you know, hat, put on my plumber's butt and go sit amongst, you know, people with small business and work you know i called it uh, a little series that i did um instead of state of the union state of the onion <laughs> nice. state of the onion what my head is thinking and i had to get back into i gotta build my game up you know i, I was looking at um i'm still six-figure hairdresser but do i and where how where am i from double six to six in in growing a business right and what i found out is it doesn't come that's just should be a backup. All of the thumb work should be from the bum work. You know, your thumb work on social media and stuff should be because your butt is out there hitting, you know, different groups, different organizations, different um, ways to, the only way I can lead my team is like, if we're not busy, I'm not busy. If I'm not busy, how am I gonna get busy? I'm not gonna get busy by saying, uh, free haircut, I have an opening at 10.30. It's going to be what group am I not involved with right now, whether it's going to the pub to play at sessions, open mics, um, how I met the artist was going to a, a gallery exhibit, uh -huh. you know, how do they say it? Um, get up, dress up, show up. And then don't forget the last part of that. Shut up. No one to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Got it right. But, you know, it's like, I don't know. I think it the the old the old the old way of going out there and just like meeting people is by far the still the best way to build a clientele and to build your business and to like mm -hmm. by far it's it it's the strongest way to do it. It's kind of interesting. We did a research thing in our salon. Like we every guest that comes in gets surveyed and we want to know like how first time client, how did they get how did they end up here? 90% yeah. of them 90% is word of mouth. Nine, 90%, yep. Pretty much 90%. Then from there, it's kind of like, it just kind of starts to dwindle down. Then it goes into like, then it goes into Google searches. Then it goes yeah. into Yelp. Social yep. media is at the bottom of the list. And, and yeah, you do get some. Do yes, you, you still have, some, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because Google, and we asked the same question, and Google is primarily, they always say, the reviews so that lent, that lends me into going back into the education 
The yep. reviews are going to be bad when the staff's not educated. The reviews are going to be bad when the um, um, the service, the the dollars, are here yeah. and the expectation, you know, you don't you don't match the how do they say it? Your expectations don't match the dollar charge. So I mean, I want bootlicking service for my guest in here. I want I want you to feel like you know you are the only, the best thing that's ever happened to us because you are. You know, that, that's, a good, that's a good point. I mean, that was actually kind of where I was wanting to lead us to a second ago, was a couple of weeks ago, Stephen posted, you know, what's the difference between a, a $20 haircut and a $200 haircut? <laughs> I said $180. Um, then, <laughs> exactly. um, uh, what was it? The other day I was on, uh, I think it was on a, Hanzo Nation had posted something that says, you know, that I, I charge based off of talent skill, um, not off of your pocketbook and and you know i kind of feel like like we're not taught how to charge because in, in my opinion you know when we're charged based off of talent or skill you know that's that's uh, uh perspective right you know, how, how much you know you you have is perspective really i would say i mean if you base off of that wouldn't that almost be like an ego driven thing and how do you price you know being an artist and being a a business person, how do you buy price based off of, you know, a, a service in your salon? That's a great question, Ryan. Um, in the beginning, I was so low end because I, there, there was an, um, I don't know, an, uh, a self abasement that I thought, you know, the artist has to suffer. The art, you know, all of these people, oh, they, I know them. I know their daughter. I know that they're trying to get her through school. I know that this one, I know them from church. And, and I was giving breaks to everybody. And guess what? I was doing 18 to 21 clients a day. Oh, I remember the prayers. Yeah. Somebody said, oh my gosh, you, you suffer from that dreaded disease, no acetal. And I said, <laughs> well, really what I don't work off and what my wife doesn't chew out, I got just enough to hold my pants up. <laughs> it was a result of low pricing that I was working that hard um to, to to make the ends meet you know forty dollar haircuts uh forty dollar uh, retouch applications sixty dollar highlights i mean it so i was busting it out working two assistants paying them as well and then uh, yeah i think it was neil dukoff or one of those guys maybe michael cole um i went to one of their business things and it it it, it kind of started hitting me where it was i was going to do it small incrementally so i didn't hurt anybody it was like move the piano on the platform one inch every Sunday so the congregation doesn't realize it's being moved, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And one day I had a, um, a guest, uh, person, a guest that came in and he was a high end motivational speaker, $1,500 a day, spoke for Bendex, $3,000 Armani suits, um, you know, the designer ties, the, the Leonard ties and the and Hermes ties. Just, he's sitting in my chair because of word of mouth uh, to get a haircut. And he was like, how much are your, your men's cuts? And I'm like, oh, uh, they're 25. And he said, let me tell you something, young man. He's a motivational speaker. He says, my suit that I wear on stage, it's anywhere between $3,000 and $6,000. My shoes are Salvador um, Ferragamo. He says, they're six to $700 a pair. And he said, my tie is an Hermes tie, and it goes for $350. And I'm going to ask you again, how much is my haircut going to be? And I, I was taken aback and I said, $50. <laughs> he said, that's better. He says, I'm either going to pay you or I'm going to tip you depending on the service that you render. And I went, 
a little light bulb came on. And every person that you see that cries about money, take a look out the window of your salon. It's probably an Audi. <laughs> it might be a Lexus. You know, it might be a, a um, just, you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So it is based on um, what you charge, what you believe you are worth. Uh, the story about Sha Shaquille O'Neal when he first came to Orlando, first round draft pick. And they said, oh my gosh, he's getting, he's getting what? 40 million a season? What? And they said, it, and the guy says to him, is, is he worth that? And this other guy, the announcer says, he got it. And he goes, well, if he got it, he's worth it. So, you know, so, to me, that was a big part of it as well. So here's my question about that then. Uh, and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I really don't have a, I don't have a, really, have a horse in this race anymore because I, I mean, I still own a salon, but I'm yeah. not the chair. Um, but I do deal with a lot of, of newer uh, salons as well as newbies in the industry. Yes. And you know, we both come from, I mean, all three of us actually come from a time period where, you know, we had a, you know, a Scotsman, a crazy Scotsman that used to tell everybody to charge more or do more, you know, and I ride, you know, I drive this, you know, 12 smiles per gallon, you know, a Humvee, you know, and I, I need to, you know, be charging, you know, 100, 200, 300, a thousand dollars a haircut, you know, but you're in Paducah, Kentucky, you know, not, I mean, and you're oh, yeah. trying to charge that much, but you can't. And, you know, is that hurting people saying you need to charge that much? Because I remember, you know, here's a good example. Uh, when I lived in Portland, Oregon, uh, my rent at my salon, the last salon that I had, I think was $1,200. Um, yeah. I could pay for that in an afternoon. Yeah. I was charging $150 a haircut when I stopped working behind the chair. Yeah. Um, I could pull that off. Um, but early on in my career, when I was listening to this Scotsman that we're talking about, um, when I was trying to charge, you know, $75, I actually had to lower my prices, you know, midway because I, I wasn't in demand enough. Sure. And we hurt people by saying we need to charge more. Well, the, here's, here's how it worked for me. And, you know, God, God bless the, the, the flying Scotsman because it, there's motivators and there's people that inspire. And the influencers, to me, they, they motivate me to do and think my own way. But a guy who can motivate, um, you know, to, that, that aspect really helped my, my business because it was like reputation. So if you're doing a lot and you're community-wide uh, and the quality of your work is, is at that level, you know, that, that you're aspiring to. I mean, if you, if you haven't been to a class, you know, you know, being an education guy, if you haven't been to a class since the last premiere show, God bless you. <laughs> you get what you get. You don't throw a fit is what I used to tell my kids. Mm -hmm. But if you're out there working it and you're working your craft and you're doing these little exercises and you're coming up with like the, the dialogue even that I, that um, I have to continually work on happens every season. Do you know that I knew what, what the colors were going to be, what the fashion cuts were going to be, that it was going to be 20, 40s and 60s and 80s was going to be the influence for fashion before it even hit any of the pages. So that's the research I do before I even go into a season. If I'm going to be doing hair color, if I showed you my front window right now, you'd be seeing coral, you'd be seeing pea green, you'd be seeing uh, um, fiesta red, you'd be seeing all of the, the different things. Yeah, all uh, the colors. That's, the window is going to be red, white, and blue. You know, So that's my front window. I go into it like a game and use it, the marketing. But to get back to the pricing, um, the hardest thing was 2008 when I was a hundred dollars a haircut and it was 2008 and all of a sudden the bomb dropped. Yeah. And, it was a tough year for everybody. Yeah, it was. 
I'm close to NASA. We did a lot of NASA technicians. NASA was canceled. I did a lot of big ministry people. They moved to Texas, moved to California. All of a sudden, every builder whose wife, and, and con not construction worker, I'm talking builder, the guy that owned all the construction work, he closed down and they left. And all of a sudden, there are tumbleweeds blowing in the salon. I couldn't lower my prices. Why? Because of the tier pricing. Would that have been fair to my staff that I've given them a, a pathway to be able to increase their revenue? Would that be fair to them that all of a sudden I drop my revenue to be able to take most of the guests? You know, it, it wasn't going to work. So through the eight years of, of what we went through and, and after 2008, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was tough and everybody had to work through it. But um, the reputation, the education and the demand, you can't, I couldn't let that go. We still had to keep that in the forefront of our education. We still had to be the best. We still had to offer all the amenities that we offered in the beginning. Whether you serve Earl Grey tea, you can't take Earl Grey tea away once you've served it. Try to take welfare away from the people right now that have been getting it. Try yeah. to take care away from the people right now that have been getting it. Try to take a phone away from the person that's been getting it. Once you've got it, you're not taking it away. So uh, ergo, we're just, we're just glad to see things, you know, start to come. I'm, I got my numbers, you know, from uh, past because I wasn't sure if you guys were going to try to stump the chump. Sure. So I went <laughs> 2009 for my personal numbers all the way up to uh, current just to show you where that influx happened and how I still had to be busy about it. So you know? here's the here's question I have for you. So pricing, you, you wanted to lower them, but you didn't. So how did you keep your salon afloat in 2008, 2009? And what did you do that kept it growing um, through to where you are today? Oh, as far as that aspect, it was maintaining, brother, just like, just like you. It was to maintain so we didn't lose it. Those were the days that um, the houses, I mean, we're, you know, I got a five-bedroom house, you know, yeah. on a lake in Florida. And I have a son who graduated from law school with uh, 300, almost, you know, $300,000 in, in loans, some of them being parent plus. I have a daughter to a dance conservative. I'm not bragging on myself. I'm just, I'm just painting a picture for you. Um, a daughter who was at a dance conservatory because of uh, getting a great scholarship in New York City, who had a great career yeah. in New York. And um, I have a son who went to a local college, but still five years of local college. So all my kids were adults and needing the help from dad yeah, during the exactly. time. Stored a little bit of nuts for the winter, but I didn't store, you know, <laughs> nuts in every tree for the winter. I yeah, <laughs> right. Crash. So, so how did you how did you inspire your team to like keep going and keep the salon going? Because you know you you're out you're hitting the streets you're like doing your you were doing what you needed to do to like bring new clients in. But what did you do with your team? Well, uh, I made them run away. No, that I had to go from uh, a team of at the at the time sixteen to twelve. I got four thousand square feet. You know, yeah, I, um, and I could possibly get. Let's see. Uh, if I did shifts like you run sometimes, yep. if I did shifts in here, I could have. Um, I had the opportunity to think about chair rental because a buddy of mine was like, "Now's the time to do chair rental. People are only doing one day a week. They're only they want to do. Uh, they'll pay you a hundred bucks to come work in your salon for the day." And I was like, this is, not, "This is not a ghetto place. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that." And my then then team went to seven. 
from nine to seven, from seven, because people had to go with their husbands. They had to move yeah. to Tennessee where the work was. They had to move to Texas for uh, the, the construction. They had to, you seven know. Seven people be- in a 4,000 square foot salon now. And <laughs> like, I would be like freaking out at this moment. Six grand yeah. a month. Six grand a month is what my nut was. So, um, and that's, that was just rent. That's not, you know, amenities and, and you know what happened. They, oh, I know. They, what'd they do to our working capital, which was basically, you know, your credit card. We had 3%, 9%, right? All of a sudden it went to almost 30% for every business card I had. And then so, you were- <laughs> it was it was bananaramas yeah. from a very very small cloister team and we worked together as a team to, yeah. to keep oh, in all honesty you know and i, I got to give uh, credit to the creator above for giving creative ideas and during that time we did do a lot of charity work we worked with a group called the sharing center um i worked with um local businesses uh put things together we opened up for networking knowing that hey if the israelites could keep shoes on their feet for 40 years in the desert do you think it was because they were magic shoes or do you think because they were networking and working together i I think a lot of them were hey my 17 year old is growing out of his but um it looks like you know I, i think a lot of that went on so we absolutely did that during that time and uh worked with local businesses uh and did a lot of charitable events where we were at because not everybody during that, that time was hurting. They were holding on to a lot of what they had, but they thought if this is what they do, then this is the, this right. is the bit we want to support. So I think it's the charity. I think charity is a really good idea when you're down. I think, I think that's a fantastic idea. I agree. So, I mean, I love what a, our buddy, Abe Barron, you guys love Abe. How can you not love Abe and Melissa? Oh, yeah. every time I, I want to blat every time I see what he's doing. I'm like, dude, you know, I could, I could never do that for that man in heaven you know what i'm saying oh yeah but then then um i was uh very involved in the schools i, I had a little trouble with the schools um but i, I won't go into that because it's what's done is done you know past is past what's done is done but um i started hitting some of the smaller schools that were hurting as well so i started doing education for them and from there you know the 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 ones that really needed the mentor the ones who really needed the coach they were the ones that were coming in and you know working as they could when they could um it, it then it was just cool. staying at the wheel you know not having the house foreclosed we refinanced the house that was awesome you know it's a massive house with all the student loans um got some opportunities there with um the the salon i went and talked to the business owner who happened to own all the papa joe's Italian restaurants in our area. He also owns the only outdoor pool table because in Florida, everything wilts. They come up with a resin and a waterproof top. Oh, yeah, that just keeps everything going. That's out in the humidity. Yeah. So nobody's buying pool tables. Nobody's, nobody's going out to eat. I mean, all that happened in 2008. So I sat down with him and I said, you know, is there anything that you can do? I know that I'm, my nut is six grand a month. Um, I've been with you, you know, for the, the last few years, paying it at full price. How about, is there anything you can do? And he gave me a little break on the rent. That helped. But again, it was the networking because we were that all in together. It really helps it grow. Yeah, it really pulls it all together. We got about three more minutes left, just so you guys know. Yeah. Wow, it's that going fast. by fast. It goes I got really- believers, man. So don't ever give up. I feel like Winston Churchill, never give up. 
never give up. Never. <laughs> you should never give up. No. So <clears throat> I think this is a good time to talk about music. Oh yeah. yeah. And then and then how do we get a, how do we get in touch with each other? Yeah. Um you can call me even on Facebook, you know? You can uh, even So even Lenny Facebook. King. Lenny King on Facebook. Are you on Instagram? Instagram, it's at Lenny King JPMS. Lenny. If somebody wanted if somebody wanted to take uh, classes from you, Lenny, how, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, uh, Lenny JPMS at Hotmail. I'll I'll send you all the intel because you don't get okay. <laughs> Yeah, you got to tell our got to tell our listeners. They can't. Oh, so, how to get in touch with me? Yeah. I don't know. I've been kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just tell them to go to Facebook. Facebook, Lenny King. Like, okay. Yeah. Lenny. Lenny, it's just Lenny King on uh, Facebook. It's um, at Lenny JPMS on Instagram. And um, uh, that's, that's pretty be, much Are you going to be in Orlando? Uh, I'm in Orlando. I'm just outside, actually, in a small uh, burb. Uh, are you going to be at the premiere show? But we're, I'll be at the premiere show. All right. I can't we'll see you there. Are you both going to be there? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to be at Ryan's assistant. <laughs> I'm going to, like be a, handing him towels and like <laughs> doing hair and I thought about going back into that aspect of it too mm-hmm. being a human hair grip for some of the best oh Which exactly you, I appreciate you very very much you guys are the best and I keep going this industry needs a more than a little shot in the arm you know I always used to say two main motivators in life either a pat on the back or a kick in the you know those are the two yeah, things we always do. good hey quick question five albums you have to can't live without gotta have your five albums you can't live without you got less than a minute to answer it too you're you're spinning vinyls like crazy but i i became an apple music aholic (laughs) because i've went through all of my past right now what i'm into is uh stanley clark chicoria return to forever todd rungren anything todd rungren i've got every ass every song he's ever sang from naz when he was 17 years old producing um the hello people some of the early stuff with them um i'm a big zeppelin fan i got the four box set of uh zeppelin nice. um uh, let's see i got into the irish music so um the irish music has been tearing me up old Clancy Brothers. I mean, 1961s for vintage stuff. And um, uh, as far as anybody uh, new right now, I don't know. if I'm Probably your call, album, right? Like a lowrider. You know, you'll, you'll hear me listen to some Nelly. <laughs> 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 it, I'm just all over the board. I mean, then all of a sudden you'll hear an opportune come out of my Apple, you know, because I'll put it on uh, shuffle. Thank you so much again for listening to the super important podcast about hair. Featuring Stephen Adams and host Ryan Teal. Hopefully we'll see you again. If you want to follow us, follow us at a super important podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and our website, superimportantpodcast.com. This way you can follow us also on Apple and also on Google Play to get download our podcast. Hopefully we'll see you soon.